0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I'm the author of the film review website, Quipster.net. I invite you to check out over 4,000 of my written reviews. You can read there anytime at Quipster.net. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Also, check out my other podcast. I cover films of the 1980s, somewhat similar to this, but with a lot more trivia and history. So check it out. It's called Around the World in 80s Movies. Search for it wherever you're listening to this right now, and you'll find it. Today, continuing on trying to catch up with some of the good movies of 2018 that I didn't have time to catch up with during the course of the year, Leave No Trace is the film I'm going to be reviewing today. It's a PG-rated film. It does have thematic material throughout. The cast includes Ben Foster and Thomason Harcourt-McKenzie. The director is Deborah Granick, who also contributes to the screenplay along with Anne Rossellini. It's based on a novel called My Abandonment by Peter Rock, which I'll get into in Just a moment. If you've heard the name Deborah Granick, you know that she was the director of Winter's Bone, most famously, back eight years ago. It's been that long since she's done a dramatic film. She's done a couple of documentaries in between that time. She's delivering here another thoughtful and richly detailed drama. It also emerges as one of the best films of 2018. This one's inspired by Henry David Thoreau's Walden, at least the source material was as well. Granick here is taking a decidedly non-judgmental approach to her story and the characters. She's here co-adapting that novel from Portland-based author Peter Rock. My Abandonment*. as I mentioned, Rock, the author, had been inspired to write his book based on an article that he had read in one of the local newspapers in Portland about a father and daughter who were living, apparently for years, in a large wooded municipal park just outside of the city. They could keep themselves hidden within that park, but also they were within walking distance of many amenities within the city that would help sustain them when they needed it. Now, some of what is known made it into Rock's book, and then subsequently, what was in that book made it into the film, at least partially. There are some liberties taken here for the purpose of the film. It's not completely known why the original father and daughter led such a life and what happened to them once they went missing again after some time after the discovery and their attempt to assimilate into society by living on a farm some of that speculation makes its way into the film now from there granick and her co-screenwriter take the book they make some changes to fill in the blanks they come up with a story in which ben foster here starring as a war vet named will he's a widower father to a young teenage girl. I think she's 13 with a boy's name of Tom. He's suffering from some sort of post-traumatic stress from his time in the service, we presume. Living out in the woods, he's completely off the grid, roughing it in a public park, a very large public park well-known just outside of Portland in Oregon. Granick here combines these elements with a story that she knew of of a man who raised his daughter off the grid in their own cabin in Oregon In that real-life story, he wanted to have his daughter learn from nature and from books instead of trying to live her whole life in the world of conformity and cell phones and computers and whatnot. She did have exposure to those elements in her time with her custody with her mother, as well as in her teen years, where she went to high school and became more interested in conforming to society. That was also somewhat inspired to some of the story elements here. Granick here is exploring this notion of what's considered normal behavior within American society of today and how one person could choose not to conform to those norms before society or the government considers such people as not allowed to pursue a way of life out of step with modernity, particularly in how a father may be choosing that life for a younger girl who may not be getting what she needs through making life easier for her later should she choose to live on her own. Those that hear of their story want to help because they think that belonging to a community and to society as a whole is somehow beneficial and wanted, and presume that those who drop out are not going to survive long without that safety net. Nevertheless... Some people do seek isolation and a small sense of community among others who keep their distance, and for them, that represents the only sense of normalcy that feels kind of right to them, so they end up dropping out. So the question you have to ask yourself, is Will's choice to drop out of society a life choice, or is it a symptom of a problem with his mental health, perhaps due to difficulty reentering society after a prolonged and potentially traumatic war zone experience, so we think? If it's merely a choice, is it right for Will to also choose that life path for his child, or is the government in their rights to intervene and force them to live according to what's acceptable by their standards? The interesting thing to speculate on is if this father and daughter owned their own land and decided to live off of their own land in this way, you know, perhaps they could choose to live how they like, but here, living in a public park or in a home owned by someone else, They end up struggling to maintain their own identity, particularly when their landlords or their neighbors require them to share their thoughts or their time as a goodwill gesture to allow continued generosity and continued privacy. So I guess you have to speculate. If you're rich, you're allowed to choose to live freely on the land that you own, but those who are not on their own land have kind of little choice, mainly because they're assumed to be homeless by circumstance or maybe mentally ill or drug addicted or a fugitive of some sort. In fact, we see Will here selling his VA-prescribed medication to a nearby dealer, also who is living a life with others out there in the woods. Now, Granik here is putting together two very fine actors in the lead roles. Ben Foster here further honing his persona of someone who's barely holding himself together in a way that makes him seem like a good person, trying to contain a much more dangerous side of himself from emerging. You kind of get the sense that the paranoia and the fear that he has of losing his own ability to think autonomously in this world that seems to preach conformity at every turn, especially knowing that his daughter could be separated from him for the life he's chosen for both of them, that really is weighing heavily on him. The outside world really is a hard place to escape from in the united states he tries to live a life of self-sustenance even living completely out in nature really can't provide without visiting town to purchase foods and supplies and while that's going on you get the sense that tom who's played brilliantly here by Mackenzie, in a breakthrough performance really she does love her father she does actually love the life that they share together But at the same time, you do sense that she enjoys modern conveniences too. For instance, she opts for the propane cooker in place of having to hand light all of their fires through friction, especially on wet days that are common in that area. That's not to say that Tom embraces all that technology has to offer, but she doesn't really see why they have to live life harder than necessary just because it incurs a modest cost to that cost of living. Leave no trace. As a film, it really is skillfully acted, it's handsomely presented. It's a very thoughtful work here from Granick, who enriches her story with a lot of detail, and she makes connections to us in without telegraphing where it's going or what the themes of the piece really are. This is a story about how good people on every side of the spectrum can really want different things, and of whether it's good for one person to choose to drop out of society and really mean no harm to anyone else, but yet still be perceived as if there may be something wrong with that person by members of a community that prefers to share its values rather than abstain altogether. This is a real back and forth in terms of where the story's sympathies lie, but Granick here has sympathies for pretty much all of the people in this film. Everyone really is trying to do what's best even though there will always be that tug of war between what the individual thinks is best and what the community does as a whole. So in the end, Leave No Trace really is a wonderful, it's a very thoughtful story about how these competing best interests can sometimes find themselves at odds. And at the end of the film, you kind of are left with a discussion to be able to share with other people who may have experienced that film with you. I'm going to give it three and a half stars out of four. I do think that this is a good movie. It's worth going out of your way to see if this at all sounds of interest to you, if you're a big fan of Ben Foster, if you like Granick's previous work, or you just want to see one of the best dramas, I think, to come out in 2018. I do recommend Leave No Trace, which is already out on VOD and on streaming services. You can check it out today if you so choose. Thanks everyone for listening I hope that you enjoyed the review If you did, I do encourage you to reach out to me Find my contact information at my website Including links to my Twitter feed and Facebook page And links to my podcasts Including this one and Around the World in 80s Movies Until next time, thanks everyone And please enjoy your time Anytime you get to go to the movies Even if you're catching some of the year's best at home